0: The church is not a place, it is a people, a community proclaiming to the world that we are here for the work of healing and justice. The church is not walls built stone upon stone, held together by mortar, but rather person, linked with person, linked with person. All ages and races and abilities and backgrounds, all genders and sexualities and varied ways of relating. It's a community built on the firm foundations of reason, faith and love. The church is not just a set of doors open on a Sunday morning, but the commitment day after day, moment after moment of our hearts creaking open to the possibility of new encounters and radical welcome. The church is the gathering together of all the people and experiences and fear and love and hope in our resilient hearts gathering however we can to say to the world, welcome, come in, lay down your heartache and pick up hope and love. For the church is us, each and every one of us together, a beacon of hope and liberation to this world that so sorely needs it. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our service this morning. These words adapted from a piece by Margaret Weiss set the scene for our service this morning and call us to worship together once again. Welcome to members and friends and visitors who have gathered live on Zoom today. Welcome to all who may be listening in to the podcast at some time in the future or watching the service on YouTube. My name's Jane Blackhall. I'm a member of staff on the team at Essex Church. I'm also a ministry student in my final year of training with Unitarian College, all being well. And I'm leading the service this morning with plenty of help from members of the congregation. Roy Clark, Charlotte Chanteloup, and Janine Powell will be offering reflections on this morning's theme. And Julia Edwards will be helping with the chalice lighting too. Today's service is the second half of a two-parter on the theme, Why Are We Here? As I said last week, this is not Why Are We Here in the existential sense, but in the very down-to-earth sense, asking why each of us here are at this particular church known as Kensington Unitarians. Last time we thought about the fact that we wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for those who came before us, those who took the trouble to found this congregation in the first place, and all those who've cared for it in the intervening centuries, so that the community was still here for us to find, to gratefully stumble upon and turn up to when we were looking for a radical religious home. This week, we're reflecting on our own personal answers to that question, why are we here? What brought us to church? What keeps us coming back? and what holds us all together. And Roy, Charlotte and Janine will tell their stories and you'll have a chance to ponder your own story too. But before we go any further, let's take a moment to make sure we've fully arrived. Do what you need to do to settle in. You might want to wiggle and stretch, scrunch your shoulders up and let them go, or perhaps take one conscious breath and set aside. Set aside, if you can, anything that you don't need to think about for the next hour. As Janine said before the service, do feel free to turn your camera off if that makes it easier for you to focus. Of course, we like to see all your lovely faces, but if you prefer to lurk, that is fine. Whoever you are, however you are, whatever side of bed you got out of this morning, even if you haven't technically got out of bed this morning, you're still welcome in this gathering, just as you are. I'll light our chalice now as we do each Sunday and at other times when we gather together. This is a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. Our chalice words this morning are from Douglas Taylor.
1: Across the generations, We have carried the flame. We fought the injustice, sang the songs, spoke for truth and built something lasting. We join in the line and we carry the flame forward.
2: Across the generations we are tending the flame. Hand in hand, together, we share in the work of fighting injustice, singing the songs, speaking the truth. And we are here to build something lasting. We join in the line and we carry the flame forward.
1: Across the generations, we have been nourished by this flame. We are singing new songs, breaking old barriers, sharing in the work and as we find our own space in what has been we are here to make space for the next person as well we join in the line and we carry the flame forward
3: across the generations this flame comes to us we are here for the songs for the justice for the community sharing the work We are here now too, to build something new and lasting. We are ready for a new day together. We join in the line and we carry the flame forward.
0: Let's take those joys and concerns into an extended time of prayer now. It's loosely based on some words by the Unitarian Universalist Minister Maureen Coloran. Again, you might want to adjust your position for comfort. Maybe there's a posture that feels more prayerful for you. You might want to close your eyes or soften your gaze or turn your camera off. Whatever you need to do. Let's get into the right state of body and mind to pray and be fully present in this sacred time and space we are co-creating. Spirit of life, God of all love, we turn our full attention to you as we tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Here we are gathered, called perhaps by our sense of sacred purpose or duty or the longing for community, called to be together on this day to worship, to lift up that which is of highest worth and which directs our lives. Here we are gathered, called to hold ourselves to our highest values, to remind ourselves of those hopes and dreams and possibilities which sometimes, in the rough and tumble of this world, it can be hard to hold on to. Here we are gathered, called to do our part in weaving a web of human community. Here, now, some of us have come in pain, bearing sufferings both physical and emotional. To those who are dealing with health concerns this day, we pray, we wish for comfort and healing. To those who are feeling lonely and isolated, we pray, we wish for courage and connection. To those who are feeling exhausted and overwhelmed, we pray, we wish for rest and solace. And may we pause for a moment now and hold gently all those sufferings, named and unnamed, that are present in our gathering this morning. And here, now, some of us have come with joy bubbling in our hearts, despite everything. May we give ourselves permission to really feel those joyful moments, even in the midst of our struggles. And may we rejoice together, recalling that our joys are multiplied when they're shared. May we remember and return to gratitude for the simple pleasures of our days. Once again, let's pause for a moment and in our silence give thanks for one blessing, no matter how small, that's touched our life this past week. May this time we spend together be a blessing on our hearts, on this congregation, and may this precious blessing extend outward through each one of us, so as to grace the wider world. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer comes to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward to the coming week, help us to live well each day, to be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace.
2: Amen. Good morning everyone. I'm sure I speak for for many, perhaps all, when I say, I really miss our Sunday gatherings at our church home. I miss all of you. Let's face it, life can be pretty lonely right now. The last few months of separation, isolation, and restrictions on meeting have been tough, so tough on all of us. Whilst I enjoy and sometimes seek solitude, I'm essentially, uh, and anyone that knows me will attest to this, a people person. I thrive on human interaction, sharing joys and laughter, as well as troubles and doubts. Being in close proximity to friends, family, acquaintances, well, anyone really, is deeply important to me. Keeping our distance and other precautionary measures are of course necessary during the current crisis. But physical closeness and of course touch cannot be replicated online. Prolonged physical separation from each other can, I believe, be deeply damaging to our health and well-being in all manner of ways. On top of this, the current parlous state of our world can induce a range of negative emotions. Discussing the situation with friends, many have admitted to feeling scared, angry, and powerless at times. Sometimes all at once. So, what can we do? What can I do? Well, being plugged into that spiritual charging station, also known as Essex Church, all of these years comes in mighty handy at a time like this. One particular life teaching which has become a touchstone for me and I know other Unitarians and fellow travellers has been to take some contemplative time to reflect on my attitudes, to look inside rather than out. Self-awareness is examined in many a reading and our services from a variety of sources and traditions and often explored in Sarah's sermons. I employ this at normal times, but it has been particularly useful in this period of relative isolation to overcome fear and worry. Being aware through mindful living and some form of meditation or reflective practice allows me to look deeply and see how often my own attitudes, prejudices, fears and ignorance color my interpretation of external events. Starting with myself and being in the here and now has helped me to find equanimity. Righteous anger and frustration at world events is, of course, perfectly understandable. But how can we contribute to positive change in our own small ways unless we unflinchingly examine our own hearts and minds? As Gandhi famously said, be the change you want to see in the world. It's my belief that not understanding those we disagree with, sometimes profoundly, inevitably leads to resentment and enmity. Not just in the big stuff either, but in small ways, as in our everyday dealings with other people. I would love to expand on the solace I have found in this practice, but time constraints mean I can only give you a flavour of what I'm talking about. So I look forward to saying more when we all meet again. It is also, of course, a personal view, for as always, we Unitarians are free to make our own minds up on matters of faith. Have I found a perfect panacea for these troubling times? Not exactly. We all seek our own ways of navigating the seas of uncertainty and turmoil, but maybe, yes, perhaps in a small way, I hope this can be something of a balm to others. Certainly I have found a deepening clear-sightedness and some inner peace over the last few months by being a refuge unto myself, as the Buddha puts it, whilst also drawing on the abiding love and support of our community.
0: Thanks, Roy. So we've come now to a time of meditation. Again, you might want to wiggle and get as comfortable as you can. You might want to put your feet flat on the floor to ground yourself, feel steadier. You might want to close your eyes or focus on the little chalice flame. There'll be just a few words to take us into a time of meditation. It's just a chance to ponder the question personally, why are you here? Those words will take us into a good few minutes of shared stillness and the silence will come to an end with some lovely a cappella music from Marilisa Valtazanu. As ever, you are free to think your own thoughts and meditate in your own way. So I invite you to ask yourself the question, why am I here? What was it that brought you to this community in the first place? And especially if you've been here for some time, what is it that's kept you coming back? Last week we spoke about the three Ps of church, the place, the people and the purpose. What was it about this gathered community that first drew you over the threshold? What is it about the human connections that you've made? What do they mean to you? What gifts, wisdom and support? you've given and received through coming here? What is it about the values and the mission that we stand for that makes you want to be part of it? In this time of shared stillness now, I invite you to reflect deeply on your own personal answer to that question. Why am I here?
3: Faith was not a part of my childhood. It seemed like an abstract concept completely removed from my life. When I left home for my studies and later to go abroad, I started wondering more about purpose and meaning. I wandered a bit on the internet, looking at the main religions, had a look at Buddhism for a while, never finding what I was looking for something that resonated with me, not only intellectually, but more importantly, spiritually. Then, by luck, serendipity, or fate, I came across Unitarian Universalists on the internet. It was described as community without dogma. So, as a critical thinker, I looked for more information. For the first time, I found my progressive beliefs reflected in a religious community. When I decided to come to Kensington, I was scared it was all a cult. The various websites made it look almost too good to be true. I was suspicious that the liberal ideas advertised would be in reality just words and not seen in practice. I changed my mind in that first service. I felt welcomed, included, and cared for, even when no one knew me. Not only was I finding a community of ideas, but there was a space for me to ask and find answers about meaning and purpose. I wasn't given the solution or what I had to believe in. Instead, I was given time every Sunday and space in a building in Notting Hill, recent, but with so much history. To walk along others who are also looking for meaning, purpose, something more. In a weird twist of fate, when I was supposed to leave London and move back to France definitively, the world changed. When I felt so alone, underwater, and removed from everything that my life had been for five years. I found community again, in a new space, Zoom, but still on Sundays, first with heart and soul and then with the services. On Sundays, I take time to be grateful, to listen carefully to the small voice within and to the universe, to reflect and pray for others And sometimes myself. But that time is holy because we make it so by our presence. Even so far away, we share so much. We live in strange times. I miss the hymns and the building and the rainbow candles and the smiles of the greeters and the stewards and everyone else. But I am so lucky that I still get the chance to see your lovely faces on a Sunday or a Tuesday and to have a chat with you when we might not have before. The space we worship in may still be virtual, but the path and the questions and the answers and the pupil are still here to help to find what we yearn for.
1: Why am I here? It's a really good question, I think. Having been on a solitary spiritual journey for the early part of my adult life, attendance at a workshop by another organisation led me to be in the Essex Church building. What I realised from that workshop was that I needed to continue my spiritual journey in community I felt ambivalent about that though, having had the last long-term experience of ongoing communal worship, being at Catholic church during my childhood. My first experience of Kensington Unitarians was at a congregational service, a lot like today, but in person rather than online. And that service really blew me away. What I saw was the principle of wisdom coming from all sources, being put into action. Very different from my memories of Catholic worship. Here were people lighting candles and speaking their joys and sorrows, reading poems and sharing their own wisdom in a sermon. These things and more, bringing a sense of equality and of every person being valued. For a long time, when I did attend services, I'd sit at the back in a corner, wanting to keep to myself. I had a fear that someone might come and try to convert me or tell me that my own theological beliefs were wrong something I'd experienced before from different religious groups what I found though was that being in this environment people were genuinely open to hearing about different beliefs views and ideas even in the service expressly being given permission for us to not have to join in or that we could participate at a level that was right for us allowed me to ease myself in at my own pace and not feel pressured to make myself fit some kind of doctrinal mould. The use of inclusive language I really appreciated terms other than god being used for what we might hold as the ultimate reality or what's held to be of most worth it helped me to feel included rather than excluded questions doubts theological conversations were encouraged as without it how could there be spiritual and philosophical growth It's been over 11 years since that first congregational service, and I think I've settled in quite well. Becoming a regular attendee, as regular as my busy life allows, being part of the themed ministry team and leading services prior to our building's closure from this current pandemic, and now helping with the technical side of our Zoom services most weeks. I feel truly embedded within this ongoing and inquiring church community. I'm very pleased that I am. Attending services provides a full stop to my week. It enables me to connect back to my own internal values and sense of what's important to me instead of being swept away by the dictates of TV adverts and billboard messages of what I should value and what I should seek to attain. And of the things which are important to me, Unitarianism's emphasis on social justice, of making society and the world a better place for all, is something which resonates with me deeply being able to feel passionate about a social justice issue with others who may or may not share my own passion for that particular issue but feel strongly about something else has given me support, encouragement and inspiration to turn that passion into concrete action in my life. And in turn, by listening to others, I hope, I've provided the same for them. And for that mutual support and inspiration alone, I think it's a great reason for me to be here, even virtually and a part of this Kensington church community.
0: Thanks Janine and thanks Charlotte. I should say any technical hitches this morning are entirely my doing and and Janine's got everything perfectly under control, but I've done a few stray clicks today. So apologies if you were spotlighted when you didn't expect to be or weren't when you did expect to be. (laughs) It's time for us to sing now. Um, we're doing something a bit unusual this week. Most weeks, we sing along to tracks that have been recorded by the Unitarian Music Society, and this week I couldn't find a recording by them of the hymn that I wanted to use. But then I had a brainwave. I went back through some podcasts of our past services, and I managed to find a recording of us singing it in church last year. Uh, it was on May for the uh, in May twenty nineteen. It was on the day of our AGM. So this morning we're going to be singing along with ourselves. Uh, which I think is simultaneously a bit peculiar and quite cool the hymn is a church is a living fellowship and it's perhaps another angle another attempt at answering that question why are we here now don't worry as usual Janine's going to make sure we're all muted uh, so you can belt this out safe in the knowledge that the rest of us won't be able to hear you the words will appear on screen and you can sing along or you can just listen if you'd rather Yeah. Some announcements then, thanks of course to Roy and Charlotte and Janine and Juliet for their part in the service, to Marilisa for the lovely music, as usual there are opportunities to connect in the week ahead, Coffee Morning is back to its usual time of 10.30 on Tuesday, there's a Heart and Soul tonight and Friday, they're booking quite well this week so if you want to come you better get in quick, it's on the theme of wild things or alternatively pets and fluffy creatures because I thought we might do with a bit of cheering up. Um, there will also be virtual coffee time after the service today, time to chat in small groups. So if you'd like, you can stay on for that. If you can bear it, we take a group photo every week after the after the closing music. So do stay, stay around at least that long if you can. Next week, Sarah will be back for a service at 10 o'clock on Zoom, bring your friends, share the link with anyone you trust. This is a perfect time for people who want to try us out to do so in a kind of low pressure way. Um, We've just got some brief closing words now, followed by some uh, more lovely music to end. So I invite you to select gallery view at this point so we can all see each other and get a sense of our gathered community and connectedness for this closing. And our closing words are from the Unitarian Universalist Minister, Teresa Soto. In this community, we hold hope close. We don't always know what's coming next, but that cannot deter us in our ongoing quest for liberation and safety for all people. We don't always know just what to do, but that does not mean we're lost in the wilderness. We rely on the certainties beneath, the foundation of our values and our ethics, our mission. We are the people who return to love like a North Star and who hold to the truth that we're so much greater together than we are alone our hope does not live in some glimmer of an indistinct future rather we know the way to the better world of which we dream by covenant and by the movement forward of one right action and the next we know that one day we will arrive at home may this be so for the greater good of all amen